Hi everyone and welcome back to Nobody Knows. If you're new here, first off, thank you for listening. This podcast is dedicated to the ones who are still trying to figure it all out in life from self-help to career development and everything in between because let's face it, nobody knows what they're doing in life. So if that is you, then you are in the right place. And for those of you that have previously listened, thanks so much for tuning in again. I have been gone for some time. I mean, let's address the elephant in the room. And I am working on an episode dedicated to explaining the reason for my break and what I was doing, but I'm still trying to get my thoughts organized into a digestible format for you all. I'm still making sense of all this break myself. So once I've sat with it for just a little bit longer, there will be an episode or several on where I was. Today, however, we're going to focus on a different topic. If you've been considering starting a new hobby and or like a passion, taking a leap of faith and launching that small business idea you've been thinking about, or maybe even making a complete career change, then keep on listening. In this episode, we're discussing why it's important to continue following your dreams, not giving up on your goals, and why it's never too late to start. And I got this idea for this episode when I saw a TikTok from one of actually my favorite podcasts. I've had it, but funnily enough, though, their TikTok went viral for all the wrong reasons. Everyone was super, super mad at them. And I even myself like disagreed with their take. They discussed how they've had it with faux fluencers or like faux influencers, aka people who have like 50 followers and are acting like influencers. And I'm going to play the clip so that you can take a listen as well. Instagram that are faux fluencers. They have about 2,000 followers. <laughs> mm-hmm. They get about 20 likes per post. But they're still they're this putting one it out chick, there. She's like, okay, hi guys. So many people were outraged with this TikTok because it completely squashes on people who are trying to take a risk and start their influencing career. The act of making fun of others continues to prevent people from, you know, trying new things and growing at something they're passionate about but might not be the best at in the beginning. And it also diminishes all the work of existing influencers and content creators who had to also start at ground zero. I mean, of course, there's the odd nepo influencer if you want to call them who like started with like a million followers or like 10,000 followers or what have you but majority of influencers started with zero followers and they had to build their online communities to the hundreds and thousands of followers that they have today but I don't think that this take is out of the ordinary there are so many factors in life that prevent us from following our dreams and trying something new so many things that like hold us back whether it's financial stability the feel of failure judgment from peers or feeling like it's just too late it really takes gumption and a big set of brass balls to take the leap of faith so if you're still with me I want you to take 30 seconds Pause this episode if you need to and think about something you've been wanting to start, to try, or to pivot to. Is it a new hobby, a new job, moving to a new city? It could literally be anything, but it's something you've never done before. Think about what has been preventing you from starting to work towards this goal. Maybe write down all the excuses that you've come up with just right now or previous that you know are in the back of your head, if that helps you to visualize. And then once you have identified everything, then come back to this episode and continue on with us. I'm going to use a personal example throughout this just to get the point across further, but you can use your example as we're navigating through this episode. 
So recently during my break, I did a lot of reflecting and realized, you know, I don't have a lot of hobbies. In fact, my therapist pulled the classic question and asked me, you know, what do you like to do for fun, Juliana? And I quickly realized that I don't do anything. It was pretty much nothing. (laughs) I've always, you know, tied achievement and completion to do anything I do. So I never considered that I can actually spend my time doing things that I might not be the best at, but I do them simply because because I enjoy them. I know it's like a really crazy concept to me saying this out loud and it might be also a crazy concept for you, but it is possible. And because I was super stumped with that question, my therapist asked me to brainstorm things that I used to do as a child that brought me just pure, genuine joy. And I remembered that I used to love being creative with either like painting, drawing, you know, even making greeting cards. I just, I love a wholesome greeting card and just the fact that someone writes a handwritten message in there. That is like the key to my heart. I've always loved greeting cards and and I used to love making them. And in fact, my mom would bring me to these Stampin' Up parties on the weekends with all of her coworkers who also like to make cards. And if you're unfamiliar with what Stampin' Up is, I'm pretty sure, pretty sure it's an MLM. So think of like the craft equivalent to like Monet or Sensi or Avon. And honestly, bless my mom. It was hilarious because she does not have a creative bone in her body, but she'd wake up early on Saturdays. She'd drive me to one of her coworkers' house. She would sit there and chat while I worked on my greeting cards. And looking back, that really made me happy. Just the pure act of putting the greeting card together and seeing it come to life and being that creative. I really enjoyed that process. And as I got older, my creativity took like a backseat. It got traded in for basketball practice, dance class, student council meetings, and like so many other extracurriculars that I look back on and I'm like, I didn't like any of these, but hello, I was an overachiever. And so then I was like, hmm, what if I actually got back into drawing, getting creative, like making cards? I immediately had so many excuses to not start. The first one I think was, you know, I haven't done it in forever. It's going to take so much time to get good at this. I'm probably no good. And I think that's a pretty fair reaction to have in the beginning. Everyone is like so busy these days and the world is quite literally falling apart. So who do I think I am to say, oh, I'm just going to take some time to focus on this silly little hobby of mine in the meantime. And while some of that might be true to a certain extent, in reality, this is my life. This is your life. And every one of us deserves joy. We deserve happiness throughout it. Not at specific points because we've done X, Y, and Z to earn it. The only thing now is though that we're adults, we are solely responsible to prioritize and advocate for our joy, which is why it usually gets pushed to the wayside. So now let's discuss the factors that prevent you from starting and things to know as you set out on your dream or your hobby exploration. First one is understanding your hesitancy to start. If you feel like you're the only one who hesitates to start anything, let me tell you that you are most definitely not alone. Literally, I can promise you anyone listening to this has experienced procrastination or just always hesitates to to start something. What I will say though is the root cause of delaying the start of a task does not come down to one specific factor. Therefore, it can manifest in individuals in several different ways. In fact, there are actually over seven factors that contribute to getting off track. 
I'm going to list them out and keep listening to see if you identify with one or two or maybe all of them. First one is task initiation. Second is a working memory. Third factor is impulsivity. Four is emotional control. Five is self-monitoring. The sixth factor is orderliness. Seventh is planning. Number eight is task monitoring, which is different than self-monitoring. And then nine is activity shifting. So I'd recommend writing down the ones that you identify with and then taking a further look on Google as to how you can keep an eye on those in the future when you do decide to start your hobby or your dream. So your challenges with getting started might be altogether different from someone else. And that makes it so much harder to relate with one another and learn from each other who is also struggling to start because y'all are going through completely different experiences. However, they're of the same problem. And going back to what I initially said, this is just to remind you that you are not alone. This is a phenomenon experienced by many, but also to stay in your lane. Only focus on yourself and the factors that contribute to you starting because the sooner you realize those factors that contribute to your hesitancy, then you can address those as you attempt to start. Number two is breaking down your goal, your dream, your hobby. When I said I like to start drawing and making greeting cards again, along with the excuses, also came all the things that I would have to do to get back into it. So some examples are like buying all the drawing supplies again, finding a space in my house that was like conducive to a creative environment, you know, learning calligraphy and taking a drawing class again, and also just like daydreaming about the end result of when I could be a quote unquote artist or calligrapher. And of course, soon once I added all those things I was more overwhelmed than I was excited and if you also felt the same way when I told you to dream up a goal a hobby passion then try breaking it down research has shown over fantasizing about an idea can hold us back from actually getting started on it and psychologist Jeremy Dean in his book making habits breaking habits says building up what he calls positive fantasies about what our future success might look like can actually backfire on us. He says the problem with positive fantasies is that they allow us to anticipate success in the here and now. However, they don't alert us to the problems we are likely to face along the way and can leave us with less motivation. We get so excited about the end goal. For example, with me, I kept thinking I'm going to be a kick-ass artist and can make these beautiful handmade greeting cards. What I wasn't considering initially was the hard work, the mistakes, and actually terrible greeting cards and drawings that I was going to have to do prior. And this is also not to say that dreaming big about your end goal is a bad idea. Like, hello, our goals are supposed to be fun and exciting. What is important is how you approach that thinking. So as opposed to fantasizing, a more effective way of visualizing the future is to think about the processes that are involved in reaching a goal, dream, hobby, rather than just the end state of achieving it. And so again, just for example, I broke my goal down. So I broke it out and the first step was just starting to draw again and I actually got into this a few weeks ago. Just get my hand on pen and paper. Initially I had said, oh, I have to buy the best of the best drawing supplies and I just got a a scrap piece of paper and a pencil and just started drawing and just allowed myself to be creative and see where I went, see what I was starting off with, like the skill set of my drawing, like where it is currently. Next is to research different styles and methods, things that I might be interested in, things that I don't really like. 
so that I can just not focus on those. And then the third was to actually take a drawing class, something that I am interested in to continue to build that craft. Once I take the class, then I want to take what I have learned, get further creative and see where it takes me. The next step for me would probably be to realize the areas that I'd like to improve upon. For example, if it's like digital art, lettering, shading, color combinations, then rinse, repeat, you know, take a class, see where it takes me creatively, see where I need to improve upon, look for another resource to improve upon that. And then lastly was to give my cards, my drawings to others and experience their joy. Because like I said at the beginning, I just love giving and receiving a handmade card with a handwritten note in it. That is the ultimate joy of this creative process for me. So the third factor that might prevent you from starting and something you should be paying attention to is busy work. Just avoid busy work and just start, just do it. Busy work is work that keeps a person busy but has little value in itself, but our brains love it. They, we eat it up because busy work usually provides immediate and tangible results, aka like serotonin to our brains. But while that quick boost can be super satisfying, it's fleeting and it takes away from us focusing on the actual goal. So if you can, just focus on three high impact actions for the day and list them as like all day tasks in your calendar so that you do not get distracted by busy work or anything else and you can really remain focused on what those three high impact actions are to get closer towards your goal. And something to keep in mind is that it's not really a measure of success to check off like 30 to do's in a day if you haven't actually accomplished what matters most. And then the fourth factor to actually start is block out limiting beliefs from both yourself and others. This is what I was referring to with the I've had a podcast is there is always going to be haters. There's sometimes even your idols are going to hate on you, but just block them out and continue to keep on going, striving towards your goal. Stay in your lane, stay focused. And you might actually be thinking what they said in that podcast, like, what's the point of me starting on this? I only have 10 followers. I'm X number of years old. I'm already so behind. What are my friends and family going to think? What are they going to say? I'm embarrassed of what they might say. If you delay a task long enough, then you can definitely fall into the trap of listening to what everyone else is saying and also just feeling like it's simply too late for you to get started. And I do this all the time. I do this in work. I do this in personal. I just, I'm always like, oh, it's too late to even get started on this. It's embarrassing if I pick this up right now. People are going to call me out. And I challenge you to reshape your thinking even just once and say to yourself, I forgive myself for taking so long to get started, but I'm going to give it a go. You would be surprised that forgiveness plays an important role in helping us get started on nagging tasks that we've been avoiding. And a research team at Carleton University studied the connection between forgiveness and task initiation by looking at the study patterns of university students. And they found that those students who were able to forgive themselves for delaying studying for their first exam were actually better able to overcome procrastination and start studying sooner for their second exam. And the researchers wrote, forgiving oneself for procrastination is likely to be an essential step in affecting motivational change. So all in all, let's just be a little bit kinder to ourselves. And I actually have another personal example. This isn't really tied to like greeting cards or getting creative with drawing or anything, but it's a personal example from high school. 
And if I'm being honest, it's probably one of my biggest regrets in life. So hopefully this sets some fire under your buns and gets you started. When I was in high school, I actually created makeup tutorials on YouTube and I loved doing it. You know, again, I got to be creative with makeup, but then I also got to be creative with filming. Can you see like a correlation here? But I was so fearful of people in high school or randoms in my life finding out. And eventually, guess what? You know, they did find out. And I literally remember that day when a really good friend who secretly knew that I was on YouTube, they came up to me and they said, hey, Jay, like so-and-so found out about your tutorials and they are telling and showing everyone at school. And my heart just dropped because I just felt so embarrassed as well like I had a secret to hide and I didn't know what everyone was gonna think and I think the fact that my friend said they're showing it to everyone it was just like felt like an invasion of privacy and everyone's so mean in high school so I could just imagine what they were saying about me I was just really really embarrassed and felt really shameful but looking back I don't know why it was so embarrassing I was doing something that brought me joy I was putting myself out there I was having fun and after that day I made all of my YouTube videos private I stopped posting to my channel and I soon after that lost the drive to even create makeup looks and post them online and looking back I totally understand why I stopped because it's high school you get caught up in the environment everyone's super insecure in high school I most definitely was but it's one of my biggest regrets because who knows how far I could have gone had I continued. I wish that either I had more confidence in myself to just be me and ignore everyone else who was making fun of me, who might I also add just like a little bit of shade, a little bit of tea, went on two weeks later to also make YouTube tutorials, makeup tutorials um, after they outed me. So that was kind of like a frustrating moment. Or secondly, I wish I had someone to look up to to reiterate to me that I should be believing in myself and tell me to keep going. And probably granted, my friends, my close, close friends who had already known about this did tell me this, but I just didn't believe them. And I wish I had. So cut to now, 10 plus years later, and I've had to restart with creating content but here I am and I'm so happy to have restarted and have found the joy in creating content again. And I know that this time I'm most definitely not going to quit based on what others are saying. Now it's full steam ahead. So I would love to know if these tips were helpful for you and or if you have any tips of your own on how to just get started. Remember that there's no designated right time to start. It's never too late. And after all, we're only human. So just know your weaknesses, forgive yourself, but just get going. And if you're working towards a goal, a hobby, a dream, whatever it is, and you're on Spotify listening to this, comment in the Q&A section what that goal is and tell us how you intend to start. And then we can all read each other's responses. And also make sure that you're following on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and hit the bell on Spotify to be notified of future episodes. Lastly, I would love your feedback for Nobody Knows Podcasts. The best way to leave some love is either through a five-star review on either listening platform or you can write to me directly on either Instagram at Nobody Knows Podcast or on TikTok at Nobody Knows Podcast followed by an underscore. I look forward to connecting with y'all. So take care of yourselves, be well, and until next time, friends, bye.